You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm J.B. Wagner. Hello there. I'm Eddie Ferguson, and the force is strong with this episode as we review Obi-Wan Kenobi. But first, JB, how are you in the family? I got a, I got a few uh, weird text messages. You did. You got, you got you got some image. You got some photos, and already people are like, "Where is this headed? This is going to be awkward." <laughs> this is. I love that I was the expert you consulted on this. Well, Eddie. You you are the outdoorsman. You are the national parks. You've got the national parks all over your wall behind you right now. You are Ranger Eddie. You you yes. you've started your own I've, city I created a park, park and and done the whole thing. So of course you were the first person that I wanted to reach out to when my daughter had weird lumps on her arm that looked <laughs> like maybe it was poison ivy potentially or poison something. I had to reach out. Well, and I also have great amount of experience with poison ivy. I have a severe allergy to poison oh, ivy. That's right. I've, I've been sent to the ER, the ER wow. twice, twice in my life because okay. of poison ivy. And I also remember. And did you still go out into the woods? I still go out into the woods. Do you remember when you. Uh, the th- the first time I visited in California, the three of us went to Disneyland yeah. for the day. I I had poison ivy starting on my hand. That's right. I forgot about that. And I was freaking out because I was convinced this was going to like blow up and be the worst thing. And Esther, love you, Esther, gave me a whole bunch of essential oils that just knocked that sucker out. And ever since then, that is like my go-to thing. If I'm convinced that I uh, am going to get that a little bit of frankincense, a little bit of lavender... Boom, clear that sucker right up. So thank you, Esther. I remember we stopped on the way. We were like driving to the park and you're like, I have to get something for this on it my dawned own. I'm on not me. gonna be able to yeah. function. No. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. we're we are not con- we're not totally so a little like lump showed up on her arm sure. and we thought it kind of like looked a little bit like something maybe like was glistening on it and it was kind of feeling weird. We just kind of monitor it, but then she had like two more pop up, one on the back of her neck and one on the arm. And so far, none of it has like done. And one, the first one has gone down now. She doesn't really seem like it itches her. So it's hmm. been weird. It's just it's been probably not poison ivy. It's the thing that we weren't planning on when we bought a house with a yard. Like <laughs> the fact that there Your might skin be just reacts to stuff. Yeah. And we, yeah. we've been here since, I mean, it makes sense. This is our first summer here first spring that we've been through and now summer. Uh, but we weren't totally prepared for that. And I, it, it caught us both off guard a little bit. Um, I've had more experience with it growing up in uh, Indiana and being, yeah. uh, being running through all the creeks and woods and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it was kind of like a, do we, do we need to take her somewhere? Like, do we just monitor this? And that's where I was like, let me ask Eddie. I know Eddie will give us a better indication versus uh webmd which will tell us that she's dying in front of our faces 
Well, I'm glad you guys do the same thing as us where inevitably Sarah notices something that I didn't notice and was like, look at this. What is this? Um, And we take pictures and we send it around to everybody that we think might have (laughs) some input on this. Who's your go to? Well, her brother's a doctor. So we just he's kind of the first one where it's like, hey, Uncle Josh, what do you think? Yeah. Um, and then now that we're here in Costa Rica, our next door neighbor is actually a doctor. And so we go to him a lot too, where it's like, what do you think about this? He's like, you need to do this, this, and this. And then boom, it works. So I hope she, I hope she feels better. Yeah, she's doing good. She's, it hasn't faced her whatsoever other than when we, when we show it to her, then she kind of gets that like, oh, oh no the kind of the fake like oh no what's gonna what's happening to my i don't know am i supposed to be mad right now but that (laughs) is never she's never really that that hurt but so it has been two weeks since we last released an episode sorry everybody for that And, and in that time we've got a few for us big things that have happened i feel like you need to take this first one eddie I'm confused by this story a little bit and I because I and I even looked it up a little bit. And so the story that is going around is that John Williams, the epic composer, um, is seemingly retiring after Indiana Jones five because it's not like 100 percent that that's what he said. So what he said to the Associated Press was at the moment I'm working on Indiana Jones five which Harrison Ford, who's quite a bit younger than I am, I think has announced will be his last film, is what Williams told the Associated Press. So I thought, if Harrison can do it, then perhaps I can also. But he added, I don't want to be seen as a categorically eliminating any activity. I can't play tennis, but I like to be able to believe that maybe one day I will. There's so much happening here. Some levels to this. What what is your interpretation of what he's saying? My interpretation is, you know, to be a film composer and to be cranking out the the scores like he is, that's quite a lot of work. That's a lot of pressure as well. Uh, And Williams has always been, has tried to have a foot in both the film world and the uh, kind of performance arts world. He is notoriously the summer pops conductor for the Boston Symphony. And so my guess is that he is wanting to back away from the rigors of film scoring. And he will probably still write uh, some special pieces and stuff like that here and there and be a part of the of the various symphonies around or orchestras around the country that he's had a, a part with. Chicago has been another one that he's been involved with that I'm aware of. The the thing that strikes me is uh, is there something happening? So the right now, like why right now to to make that decision? I was actually surprised that he still is kind of doing stuff. He's from, ninety. He's ninety years old. It's actually pretty impressive that he is still yeah. somewhat going right now. I I don't I don't have any any understanding of what all of the levels of um, what counts as what when you're talking about composer scorer. I see he was a, a part of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series um, where he was called he was called an orchestrator here, but I don't know that I think that's the same thing as composer. Um, but he's part of I don't know if he's just it looks like Jurassic World. He's just credited as themes on it. 
um, Star Wars Duel of the Fates that says music original theme. So that must be like they're giving him just credit, even though he didn't make anything new for this. Uh, but he's still doing like m- music consultant for West Side Story. Um, yeah. uh, the like we said, the um, Obi Wan Kenobi series. I don't know what orchestrator was doing if he was just like a part of helping the composer. So orchest- no, oh, so yeah, orchestrator would have been he would have reorchestrated several different Some pieces. Of his songs. Yeah. So if this if the theme originally was predominantly played by say the violins, he might reorchestrate it so that the cellos have a more prominent part, even though it's the exact same theme. He's just reorchestrating wh- who in the orchestra is playing what. Um, this is funny. Ready. This is funny. He he was uh, evidently there was a Kenobi, a Star Wars story short. He's credited for from 2019 music inspired by what was that? Do you remember there being a short for this or this? Is this just when they were trying to do? I wonder if that's what it is. If if they were trying to get it up and going, yeah. Because a Star Wars story that was Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Okay, gotcha. Han uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. I think he's doing the classic. I think what his words are is the classic Los Angeles industry non-committal committal. Yeah, let me back off just a little bit. I I want to retire, but if you're gonna pay me. I might, I might be swooned back in. <laughs> I might come back in if, if, if the, if the offer is good enough. Like you don't want to go hard. I'm retiring, giving up my wand or what was it called? The, the thing that baton or whatever. Baton wand. The wand. Did, the baton. He did compose the theme for uh, Harry Potter, though. So you're not too far off with that. I, I, it's pretty incredible that he is still doing anything. At, at the age that the uh, that he is, and I, I I feel like we needed a moment to just recognize. Not that he needs more recognition because he is John Williams, and you say his name, and the the earth well rumbles he's below just your done, feet. He's done so many distinct, um, and you know, uh, recognizable themes. Yep. Um, you know. Star Wars, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Superman, E.T. He did the Home Alone films. Come on, you know. You did Indiana Jones, uh, Jurassic Park, Harry Potter. And those are all, I could hum just a little bit of those themes and you immediately know, you know, that, oh, that's Indiana Jones. Oh, that's Home Alone. Oh, that's, and you get, you know, that's that's unique. That's special, you know. You know, Zimmer maybe may be the guy who starts coming up behind him. But even in that, like, he doesn't have the layers of just like immediate culturally recognizable themes like Williams has. You know, Zimmer's got pirates. We we hear pirates and we know, yeah. boom, that's pirates. Um, but outside of that, I don't know, you know, what else would Zimmer have that would be that and I love Zimmer. I listen to him a ton. But what, I mean, what else? You know, would be boom. We know that that's what that is the score from. It's it's a it's a it's a it's an inevitable end. And at the same time, I'm still baffled yeah. at his longevity. In, I in, hope in what he does. I really hope we get a, a few. Um, I just want like an epic honoring John Williams concert. Have you been to one of those like no, uh, listen no. to the music of the movie? I, there's 
I have tried to do that, or that's been on my radar so many times that Indianapolis Symphony Orchestra would do it a lot, and I just never got around to doing it, which is so sad. Which one would be? Which one? Which what would be your one that you would like die to go see? Top one. Jurassic Park, no question. Jurassic my favorite, Park, my favorite score. Yeah, gonna die on that hill. That's gonna be your. That's your. That's your. De- not Desert Island, but it's your last symphony you can go see of John Williams. I Jurassic Park is such an incredible score because the movie is both awe-inspiring and a horror film. Ooh, and that's hard notes to hit just from a cinematic standpoint. Yeah. You know, you've got the sweeping moments like, welcome to Jurassic Park, you know, like, ah. Uh, and then you've got like <laughs> raptors trying to eat you. And, you know, the and, and like the whole scene when they're down in the bunker, you know, that is like so classic horror film moments of flashing lights and jumping things and body parts. Um, that's hard on a cinematic point, but from a score point that the same guy hits that theme to Jurassic Park is so beautiful and just soaring. And then he's just got these wonderful in the moment beat moments that just invoke such horror. Ah, I love it. Yes. So I have, I have a good, great question. I have a good, I have a good comp for you. I think there is somebody, uh, there is another composer that I think can rival him in this, in the sense of like iconic sounds and for big big name movies and i think and i'm actually surprised you i'm actually a little i don't know if disappointed is the right word but i'm actually a little surprised you didn't say this name you're gonna say giacchino giacchino the the amount of stuff he's just done on pixar alone is out i mean up you could just start there i'll give you that Uh, uh, up yeah up would definitely be everybody knows that and feels that right away but I don't know what else would you know that is immediately Giacchino. I would just say all like basically he's all the sounds that he's created for all of these, especially the Pixar films. Sure. Are so iconic. Each, each one of them, the sounds of them. No, I'll tell you, I probably listen to Giacchino more than I listen to Williams just for the pure enjoyment of a film score. And I would say who, uh, this is a bit bold. Ooh, Gio- I'm ready for it. I think Giacchino is the most flexible. Ooh, that's a good word. Flexible. Because you go from up, which is very turn of the century type of sound, to, I mean, what he did with the Incredibles, with just the big band swing sound, to what he did with Ratatouille, which is this uh, extemporaneous jazz sound, which is very unique and different. And then you jump all the way over to what he did with like Star Trek, which is space agey, but still, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just one after another. And you I know, mean, you know, he did my lost, favorite. lost and alias are fantastic scores, fantastic scores. And that's just TV. You know, and you know, he did my favorite. Which one? Tomorrowland. He did. I, I listen to the Tomorrowland theme all the time. It is on one of our playlists. I listen to it all the time. It is a fantastic piece of music. He also redid um, 
Space Mountain in Disneyland. Have you listened to that score? No. They had him redo it probably about the same time Tomorrowland came out. And it is a fantastic piece of music. You need to listen to it. Yeah. It's fun. It's just fun. Like if if you need just a fun piece of music. If I had to bet on someone who was the successor, I mean, Zimmer, Zimmer, obviously, but like Kino, I feel like this is going to be a good, this is going to be a good battle. Let's see who wins supremacy. Cause it's, he's had, he's been Jordan. He's had his own world. There's been nobody, nobody come close to touching him. LeBron and Kobe are kind of going neck and neck now. They're, 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 they're fighting for, for supremacy now, but. Yeah, I would, I would need to double check, see who, who's got. Because uh, who's got um, Oscars where where that's yeah. coming in? Because I think Williams is like somewhere around like 10 Oscars. It's insane. It's insane. It's really insane. But John Williams, we just wanted to spend 15 minutes talking about it. <laughs> you're not you're not dead, but we're kind of treating you like you like you've died <laughs> in this moment. Uh, but we couldn't we couldn't go on without that. Uh Another another trailer drop. It feels like this is every week we get a new trailer for some Disney content that's coming out soon. But this one, my wife was so excited, losing her mind. She's been waiting for this. Hocus Pocus True Two trailer just dropped. Uh, was it today? Was it? Is that? Yeah. I mean, you you texted us because you knew Did, we'd want. Was to know I the right first? Did, was you I the first? the first? You were the first. So I saw it on Twitter, and it had like a tag, uh, like a timestamp that it was only a minute old. And I was, I didn't even watch it. I just sent it to you immediately. Cause I'm like. You live on Twitter. You must live on Twitter. Cause this is not the first time this has happened. Even this month. <laughs> Cause you've been sending me other things that were like seconds old before I could even Google got it. You were sending it to me. My, my screen time tells me I'm not on Twitter that much. Okay? But when you are, so, I'm not always on Twitter. But when, but when I, I am. am it is one of those things, though, that like I do check it sh- just frequently for short periods of time just because it is I that's it's a great way to grab news. But Hocus Pocus, the the OK, so let's just start with the teaser poster. Right. Did you did you take a good look? This is a fantastic teaser poster. Great poster. I, I love a good I love a good teaser poster. Lo- Folks, listen to us when we say this. We love a good teaser poster. I had the teaser poster for Return of the King for the longest time until it just disintegrated (laughs) after so many moves. With Aragon holding the sword Mm -hmm. up, you know? Oh, such a good teaser poster. This is fantastic. The profile of the Sanderson sisters is so iconic, Mm -hmm. so clear. And you see them from behind with just kind of smoke and different colors and light coming through. So well done. And this tagline tag is amazing. Give, give, give us give us the tagline, Jamie. Okay, this is the tagline for Hocus Pocus 2. We're back, witches. Yes, I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for being so fun and playful, Disney. You know what we want. That was one of the first things when I got home today. Just asked my like, hey, how are you doing? Like, what did you think of the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer? And she was like, oh, it was amazing. It was everything I wanted. I'm so excited. We're going to need to dress up. Like, And then it was just like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do for Halloween? Well, can it fit into our Halloween costumes? And there like, we it's, go. And it's great because it's going to come out September 30th. So we're going to have all of October to watch and rewatch this and to watch yeah. the original one. 
They yeah. they really did it well. If they would have come out like October 25th or something like that, they, you can't fully enjoy it. You need the entire month to really enjoy the festivities that is um, Halloween. So I'm, I think it's awesome. And uh, her other comment was, wow, they've held up really well over the past 20 years. <laughs> oh. And it's either a lot of makeup or they really have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, um, you wouldn't have, you couldn't tell a difference. No, I mean, to me in a first watch. Yeah, it was good. And they didn't give you everything. They they got you the premise of the story. These two little, these two young girls that um turning 16 and that's when witches like gain their powers. And then they, they light the black, the black candle gets lit. And then you just see them for a moment and you see them in a one liner in the, in the, and that's all we needed. Now, now I'm ready. I'm already bought in. Take my money, even though I've already paid for it because it's going Straight to Disney Plus. Are you sad that this isn't going to theaters? I've just now thought about that. No, no, and I because I think I don't think they would have ever done this for the theaters. Yeah, and I think this is I, we've mentioned this a few times. This is what I'm loving about Disney Plus is now they have a an avenue to make the movies that we've loved from the '90s that wouldn't have an audience today. Yeah. You know. Um, it's not gonna make a hundred million at the box office. Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids would not get but be get would not be made today. Mighty if it Ducks wasn't for would, Disney Plus. Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks would. would not get me exactly. <laughs> and maybe that show shouldn't have happened, but you know what? <laughs> it's <Hey>. okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, all of these things. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm totally happy. I'm wondering maybe you know how they have the group watch feature on Disney Plus. Yeah. I'm have you feeling, actually used that feature? Have you used yeah. the? Dis- we have not yet. Or do you like Zoom while you do it, or do you like text each other while you're doing it? How do you like actually have the same? I don't know what I'm trying to use. I'm trying to use my hands right now. Like you got to like. How do we know that we're actually group how, watching how do, this? Yeah. Well, it's not even just like how do you know? It's like how do you <laughs> actually engage with each other? Like that's supposed to be the well. Fun. Have you seen the new stuff with Apple? Like the. New FaceTime face, face, is going FaceTime watch. And I haven't been able to quite make the thing do what I want to do, but it's probably because I've got an iPhone 8 <laughs> plus. It's probably just too old. Maybe it's time to no. Um, but the new update, uh, what are we on? 12 that's coming out this fall. That 14, 15, 16, something 15, like 16, that. something up there. Um, that is going to have integration with things like Disney Plus. There we go. So you're going to be able to integrate your FaceTime call and your group watch on on Disney Plus and be able to watch it all. So maybe one of those viewings in the month of October, we can have like a big together Ferg- Ferguson Wagner, Wagner watch party. Since we can't go to Disney World all together yet. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll settle. We'll settle for that. We'll settle for this. But um, I was very excited for this. I did after I sent it to you actually sit and watch the trailer and was quite, quite uh, happy. So are we? We're happy about it. One more big thing. So I know this isn't Disney related, but Jurassic <sighs> you do World. Like hand, yeah. Hands up. Like we I, know. We know. We get it. This is not. This is not. But you know what? We also run this thing so we can do what we want. So we can do whatever we whatever want we wanted to. to. So I I wanted to have this conversation with Eddie about Jurassic World Dominion, 
because this was my Father's Day gift. Sarah let me go yeah. to the movies and last minute Father's Day thing. It, yeah. That's also maybe why we had to push the the podcast <laughs> yes, back a week. Sorry. But it worked out well because I texted you, Eddie, what did you think of it? Because I was very, very motivated to know what you thought of it after seeing it myself and having a strong opinion about it. I wanted to find out how you thought about it. And you said you loved it. And your exact words, not looking at my phone right now, were this might have been the best of the world series. Like, so branch off Jurassic Park series, Jurassic World series. This might have been the best one. And I, I want you to take a moment to describe why, build the case for it. So you and I have talked about this a lot where, you know, it is so good to go into a movie not knowing much, or not hearing other people's opinions because yes. it does impact you. And so I had heard a little bit of rumblings of like, oh, this movie's awful. Um, and I'm. I was going to see it no matter what, because I, I just have always loved the Jurassic Park movies. Like I said, my favorite score. Um, the So I just went into not really knowing anything. I enjoyed the kind of globetrotting feel of it. It did do um, a lot of that, yeah. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed bringing back the legacy characters. I thought that was fun. That's a big hit with um, people. Yep. And I, and I like that we had kind of concurrent storylines that then collided. And then we had, you know, a big third act all together. Um, I, I loved that we brought back Dodson and that he was the villain, you know, the guy all the way from the beginning. Um, and I felt like, there was enough like little story beats, like especially as soon as we got um, to the island of Malta, I think is, is where that took place. There was a good amount of just suspense and tension. They they did a good job of of managing the tension. And I felt like I was invested and I wanted to know, you know, I was wanting to go through. Uh, again, it's the best of the worlds, which is not a high bar. <laughs> is there is there a high bar for two and three though like not not the world but the park series because those are those don't hold up very very well whoa whoa, whoa. Hot take, what are you hot take it's two, pretty cheesy it's pretty two, cheesy. no no the lost <laughs> world mr wagner the lost world is one of the best ever i love the lost You're gonna world. die on that mountain. I, I will say I haven't it is watched like, it in a little bit. It is like Jurassic Park and the Lost World just boom comes right in. If if Jurassic Park is an A plus like a hundred percent, Lost World is like ninety eight percent A A plus. It's one A one B for you. It is I I absolutely love that. Then we have a steep drop off to three and Maybe then it's just mostly like, three I'm thinking of that. And then we yeah. like fall off the cliff for the World Series. So it, it's, um, it's hard to even Fallen compare Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom was just awful. Garbage. I, okay. It was garbage. This. I, and again, I've now now that I've gone, I've of course now I loved it. So I went and I binge stuff on YouTube. I listened to the movie podcast that I like and their review of it. And they just tore it to shreds um and i'm learning that uh, most people did so yeah the what's funny about fallen kingdom is it was utterly forgettable i forgot sure. 
everything that happened to that movie other than there was a f- some like weird the 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 be- the the final whatever version of that final uh monster uh dinosaur that they created i remembered that mm-hmm. and it was it kind of in like a house museum something or another there's a critical piece that i missed that happened in that film that they just assume you remember which is the clone girl that i yeah. had just completely totally forgot forgotten. about and i was just like there should have been a bigger girl. so eddie i just want to i just want to blow your mind for a second yeah the reason i texted you is because when i went and saw this film i left because it was i could not stand it now i want you to i want you to hold up i want you to hold up because i know immediately in your head you're thinking then how can we have a conversation if you've only seen the first 30 minutes of this film because so to bear with me i hold on wait wait i need to just know this really quick at what moment did you walk out? I walked out right after uh, Grant is in the dig site and he's spinning around like a crazy man saying, the reason we do paleontology is because it's science and science is truth. And he's spinning around and the teenagers are just sitting there on their phones doing whatever, not paying attention to him. And it's not supposed to be a funny moment. It's not like it was like a kind of funny moment. They just go on and I'm like, what? And then he and Ali and uh, Ellie Sattler are talking and, and he's like, so how's Frank? And she's like, oh, we're not together anymore. He's go, oh, I was like, I'm out. I'm out. I, the dinosaurs are fine. The dinosaurs were great. Like, great. Every word that came out of people's mouths in this film felt like uh, I'm only here because I'm getting paid. For sure. For sure. The the, the dinosaurs were great. That. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I won't say most of them. The the Plunko style uh, ter, uh, triceratops that they rescue <laughs> was so fake. So fake. But it like it was the, animatronic. It well, it wasn't. But like we've seen great animatronic. Like even the I don't things, understand the, the, that. the yeah, spitting right the spitting you. ones that come up again in this were great. But yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the tr- baby tr- triceratops was so bad. So I was just like, I hate. I don't. I'm not invested in anybody. I didn't even make it to Jeff Goldblum. But this is so. What, have you seen so, this? So this is what happened. So I text you and I'm like, I have to find out. Eddie had to have hated this film too. And then when you said this is might have been the best world Jurassic World movie, I then decided in that moment to be able to have this conversation, I have to go see it. <laughs> so I went on a Tuesday night the first time, which is five dollar Tuesday night at AMC yeah. or six dollar. Yeah. And I perp- and already had set the bar low. I was like, if this thing sucks, because I had a team member go off on it. I was like, if this thing sucks, I was already priming myself to leave. So then when you said that, I was like, I have to go see it, but I'll go see it on a Tuesday night. So I still spent less on two screenings on a Friday night, on a Tuesday night, than I did if I would have gone on a Friday night yeah, at like prime yeah. time. I already spent less. So it was like, it's fine, whatever. <laughs> two reasons to go sit in a dark theater or whatever. And so I'm, I think that already leaving once, like already coming back in and go, okay, I have a better understanding of what the film is and what's going on. And for me, the dinosaurs were great. The raptors, the the the, as they're chasing them in the city, all great. These people did not want to be on screen. No, (laughs) none of the original cast. It's not. 
No. Bryce Dallas Howard is the oh. only one who actually looked like she was trying. But the problem is, is she wasn't good trying. <laughs> no, no, she wasn't. Her parenting stuff, they should not be, they should not be in charge of kids. Like they were, it's not that they were Chris, bad. Chris Pratt? What no, was that? I don't understand. The, the whole around the campfire and he tries to play the, oh, I'm the tough dad. The the whole first act is no. awful. The whole first act is unbearable. So, oh, yeah. Um, and that's why I started I laughed. laughing. That's why I, I, I started laughing at prehistoric locust. Seriously, <laughs> folks? Prehistoric locust? And then not, not a good choice. <laughs> no, come on. But then it was a Monsanto knew, play. <laughs> I know. Well, but then you also had um, that opening. So I don't know if you saw, but like six months ago, they re they released like this prologue that is epic and amazing. And the T-Rex at the drive-in Looks theater all real, and all yeah. that. So good. I was looking for that. That's not in the movie. It's nowhere. And instead, it's a now this YouTube video that is like, let's explain everything for all of you who, me, forgot everything about the first two movies. Yep. And it was just so forced and so cheesy. Then you had that weird sequence where they go and they rescue the the baby triceratops. So inconsequential. I don't, it's inconsequential. I don't need any of that. You're introducing this character, you know, these characters that I need later on. I didn't really need that. That could have been one line of exposition. Like, hey, we worked at Jurassic World together. Okay, boom, move in. Uh, Cut that and give me the really cool prologue. I would have been dedicated to the story sooner. What, What drew me is I really, the third act. I liked the third act. Once it we was, finally, it, it was better. Once we once we got to that preserve, and you had, and, and again, yes, horrible acting all throughout. Like n- even the the Dodson guy was what? Like, I'm going to hold off. We need to s- dedicate some time to him. But yes, keep going, keep going. The the performance was confusing and it just didn't make sense. Never um, mind. Let's talk about it. He is, he was horrible. He was not believable. He was supposed to be Tim Cook light. And yes. They're, and they're in, they're in an Apple space station like building. It was, the only reason he got this job was because he looked like him. And they're just he like, looks we'll, like Tim we'll kind of stick it to, we're going to stick it to Monsanto over here and all the, and all the bugs and, we're and stuff. Stick we're going to stick it to here. Apple over here and all the tech giant. He was not a believable bad guy. He was not intimidating. He was oafish. No, and this like, is, oh, this is so bad. This is what I didn't like about Jurassic World. Uh, Kevin Trevorrow is just trying to use this to make a point. He's an indie filmmaker, and they gave him a ton of money to make uh, an indie film. And and, and when it's on a low scale, you're kind of like, okay, I understand. I give it to you. But on this, it just becomes absurd. It's putting a a magnifying glass to stick figures. And putting it up on a screen. Like, okay, it was cute when it was just like, oh, my kid just drew this little stick figure, but now we blow it up. Wow. <laughs> but I I enjoyed it. I like there are times where I didn't know anything about this movie, and I just had some popcorn, drank a soda, and, and watched some dinosaurs and, eat some people. And watched some dinosaurs eat some people. 
And that third act, is, is, that's where I was like, okay, here we go. This is fun. We're in the, you know, because there was less, there was less talking moment. there. It was just there was less running talking. From, exactly. It was just there's just there's the scene, the dinosaurs in the caves. Like that was scary. That was that good. Was I'm like, there we go. Like I actually jumped at one moment. I'm like, wow, I haven't jumped at any of these movies since the lost world the spitting the spit i don't know what they're called but the spitting dinosaurs that came in at the end like to, to finish spielberg's them off. inventions yeah yeah those were those were super cool seeing them again um the yeah. did you enjoy the 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 easter egg with the or not the easter egg but like the callback with the 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 can of uh shaving cream that he kind yeah. of like loses but it was kind of is there anything in there what do you, the real question i have is dr Wu. was it good that he got redemption in the end or was it like he should have been eaten all along how did he not get eaten throughout this entire thing he's been like the single thread throughout this entire thing of just bad decisions over and over again and in this he's just kind of like sad dr Wu. yeah i it was unbelievable because i i never you never got to see why what made him change so it's just all of a sudden he's sad dr Wu, and he's had a yeah. change of conscience why um, and they tried to give some reason where like, it was, it was because of the prehistoric locust. Um, and I can't even believe like that was, um, that's the major plot mover of this whole movie is giant locusts. Really? I, I will tell you the moment in the third act that I kind of lost it for me was, um, when they are on fire, we had flaming prehistoric <laughs> locusts. <laughs> What? And they're I, still going. I, <laughs> they're still I, and they're still going. I just I want to sit in on the the meeting. How did where, this? We need a. How did this get made? Where did where Trevorrow <laughs> is pitching this and Spielberg's like, oh, that's great, that's great, because Spielberg has full. I mean, full executive producer rights over mm-hmm. this. I mean, he he and. From what I heard in interviews, was like he was very active and involved in all of it. And I also heard that Trevorrow pitched this film, like he pitched all three films of what was going to happen, or at least specifically this ending, which the ending, the. Okay, let's get there. Let's go right there. All the marketing, all the marketing says this is the end. It's the epic conclusion of both franchise Jurassic Park Jurassic World which we all know it's not true they're gonna need they're in in 10 years they're gonna gonna need to do it yeah but even in that what no what are you concluding there's no conclusion it's it's just like and then we all lived happily ever after in co it's like did we is that really what what the what the Suddenly it gets like I almost appreciated the opening montage more when they showed like doves flying and then bird like a pterodactyl swinging in and getting them and then a little girl being running running around from these little tiny things. There's almost a piece of me that like that better than the than the we are all living cohabitationally with animals. It's like this isn't going to end well. What are you talking about? So I um. Yeah, I heard one critic put it really, really well. What made Jurassic Park work? And I kind of alluded to it in the um, when talking about John Williams score. Um, but it Jurassic Park was still a very intimate story. It was uh, it was a handful of characters going through a very specific small set of events. 
it was extraordinary. And because of the scope of, of the storytelling, it felt bigger than it really was. But the world was not about to come to end, yeah. right? Especially in the the world series and the last two, you just, you know, it, this is the end of the world. This is the end of the world. This, you know, and it's kind of what's what I think Marvel was starting to realize. You can't have the end of the world in every movie. Every single one. Yep. And even those movies are, you know me, love a good end of the world movie, but those are a very specific subgenre, and you can't do good character development or or good story development in those movies. It's the big idea. Everything's just serving the bigger idea. The moon is going to crash into the world. Yeah. I still haven't gotten to see that. Don't, don't, don't do that. Um, um, so I think that's what we're feeling on this is you've just got too big of a scope and you've got people, this is, this is, you know, they're contractually obligated, at least Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, you can see, did not want to be there at all. Nope. Not He's like, Marvel is paying me way more money than this. Why am I here doing this? What do you think about Jeff Goldblum, his performance in this? He was also in that camp of probably... Sh- he almost became his new... There's a newer version of Joel, Jeff Goldblum that's been in all of these um, Apartments.com commercials, and he's lived up to his new cult like following now. And so he yeah. had that persona most most of this film. The thing I went that, back and re-watched the opening to Jurassic Park, and that was when it, was, it dawned on me of like, this is not Ian Malcolm, this is Jeff Goldblum in yep. this movie. The 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 scene though that annoyed me so much was him trying to type in the passcode and they're trying to be funny about it while they're the dinosaur's trying to get him. He's like, Oh, is it this one? Is it this one? And he wasn't even selling it. And this wouldn't have been what he would have done from the original guy in this. It was yeah, it so I felt kind of I felt I just didn't like it. I didn't I didn't care for it's because if it was just randomly, hey, Jeff Goldblum's going to be in this random film, maybe that would have worked, but not because his character already existed in this world and it wasn't the same guy. Well, his his cameo in Fallen Kingdom made a lot more sense than this. Oh, see, that's the thing. I don't even remember him having a cameo in Fallen Kingdom. What was he, it? What was it? He... Um, the only reason I remember this is because before I went to see Dominion, I watched one of those like YouTube videos, like the the Jurassic Park series in 10 minutes, you know, to catch you up or whatever. Um, he like testifies before Congress or whatever, why they That's shouldn't right. save the dinosaurs. So why would you rate? So I have fonder memories of the first Jurassic World one, not because it was a great, but the, it just dro- the story drove you straight through. Um, Pratt was better in that film. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard was better in that film. Um, I loved the side characters in that film um, even more because I'm big uh, love. What's his name from? Um, I forget New that. Girl. Sh- New Girl. Love that, even though my wife hates uh, that show. <laughs> uh, I why why would you rank this one higher than that? Or have I swayed you with my I persuasive y- ability? Yeah, you you've definitely. Uh, suede, yeah. I, I don't think it is... 10 points for Gryffindor. Uh, I still would go with Jurassic World 
as the top of this series. But with that being said, like Jurassic World, the dinosaurs are really bad. Oh, so you're you going know what I mean? more, more dinosaurs. The dinosaurs were better in this film. Jurassic World was a step down from Jurassic Park, even though oh, it was. Shots fired. <laughs> don't you agree? Like, they're so bad. It's they're such bad CGI, CGI work. Yeah. And at least in, like, in Jurassic Park, yeah, there's a few moments where you're like, okay, that ages a little bit. But most of it, the T-Rex stuff in Jurassic Park, very little CGI work has ever come close to touching that. It is amazing. It is amazing. It looks legit. Um, Yeah, so that's with Jurassic World and this. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was fun seeing a full-fledged park. It was fun seeing, you know... I didn't. I couldn't stand Bryce Dallas Howard's character in that movie. She had more of a something sort of an arc in that, though, compared to this, where it's just like the same note. I give her. I give her credit in the first movie. She is spends the whole movie running through the jungle in high heels. <laughs> I think that became like a, a, a political talking point for a while. That, there that alone, yeah. I'm like, give that woman an Oscar nomination. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I and maybe we'll get to this here in a, in just a little bit as we review Obi Wan, just to tease my feeling on that. I always get my hopes up for revisiting some of these beloved things, and inevitably it feels like my heart just gets broken. And I think that's a good segue into what people may have clicked on to watch this. <laughs> There's a series we were waiting for. It was, oh, and thank you, thank you, audience, for just indulging, bearing, bearing, our indulging us, here. indulging our friendship. We've spent 45 minutes of this podcast so far talking <laughs> about so many other things than what you probably wanted to hear about. But thank you, because I just wanted to talk it out. I didn't felt like this would be a good conversation. I'm glad this didn't go into soul territory, although that would have been even better. Um, <laughs> just us at 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 odds and we didn't even get are you glad you went back are you glad you spent another five bucks i'm glad so then i could have a full conversation with you there we go that's the thing although we didn't even touch on like how weird the ending of the dinosaur battle was where he just pushes him into the blades of that that was anticlimactic and he kind of got that whole ending dinosaur thing all that was was oh crap we need to have a big dinosaur fight at the end. Okay, let's let's do the, the this. Okay, yeah, all right. Oh yeah, yeah. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, it'll it'll work. Yeah, no, that was it. A, that didn't was, work. It was a sign of the entire movie. It was it was a letdown. But here we are. We were going to take some time and talk about this series, the latest series uh, from uh, Star Wars, uh, which is Obi Wan. But you didn't say the full name. What? You didn't say the full name of the series. The full name of the series is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, it is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's right. So let me try this again. Do this again. So here we are finally to talk about a series we've been waiting for. We haven't even really touched on it. Normally we kind of touch on a little bit as we go, but there's been so much news. We're finally here to talk about the conclusion of the brand new series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay, Eddie, here we are. Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
IMDb description for this series is this. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi has to save young Leia after she is kidnapped, all the while being pursued by Imperial Inquisitors and his former Padawan, now known as Darth Vader. I am 100% sure they changed this description throughout the series. Like this was for sure not there when this thing started started off. There's no way they would have had Leia no. in there. Probably wouldn't even like put Darth Vader fully in there. So I would love to be able to do like a internet research and see what was the IMDb description if there what was, was the original because that's funny. But Eddie, were you on pins and needles waiting like anticipating this? film coming that a lot of people I knew were so excited to see it because it almost didn't happen. We almost didn't get it because it almost got canned after Solo. Yes, I was super pumped for this. And I think we even have alluded to it multiple times here leading up to this as uh, it got confirmed or filming and the first trailers. I think we've touched on it here all along the way. Um, I always have liked the Obi-Wan character, even in the original series that I, I, I can remember just connecting and resonating just kind of with that, the old man, wise counselor type of role. And then love Ewan McGregor. And I think there's like just a resounding agreement of he was probably the best part of all of the prequels. Yes. Um, there's not too much to hold up there when you remember some of Hayden Christian uh, Hayden Christensen's performances there. Natalie Bortman uh, was was good. She Natalie was good, Bortman was good. She had like, some good one. You McGregor, he's the he's the everybody can disagree. Let's let's all agree he was a perfect Obi Wan. Yep, we all yep. okay. Good. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's move on. Yep. So I was really excited for this, um, and was eagerly anticipating it. So was I. I. Because of being burned so often and then most recently by the Boba Fett series <laughs> for the majority of everything Boba Fett related and that I was very cautious going into this. I was scared. I was, are they going to ruin this character for me? Are they? I didn't think they would ruin the character. I was just worried about where it was going to go, what we were going to cover. Was I ever yeah. going to see really awesome Obi-Wan? Like, was I going to get that or was I going to have to deal with um, them put it doing the Ryan Johnson? Where it's like, what's the one thing we want you to do? We want wherever. Oh, all the fans want you do to do the this. opposite. Let's, let's do, do the, the opposite. Let's do the complete opposite of that. Let's destroy one of why the greatest characters in movie history. Why can't we just have more people like Top Gun where they're like, oh, you want to see Tom Cruise fighting in a fighter jet and knocking people out? Oh, we will do the very thing. We want you to do, we'll give it, we'll try to do some new stuff in it, try to whatever, but you're really just here for Tom Cruise to be the guy that we, we want him to be. Fly some airplanes very fast, and guess what? You're going to make a billion dollars if you just mm -hmm. give people what they want. Yep. So that being said, the first three episodes scared me. Terrified me. Terrified, Terrified. me. I'm not going to lie might have fallen asleep in the second episode. Ooh, that was... I was I was in JB territory on this one. <laughs> Which one did I... Oh, yeah, I fell asleep. Was it Boba Fett? It was Boba Fett or something. I, I feel like I, you fall asleep quite a lot in some of these. There, there's, there is uh, a several of that. Because you always have to wait till the kids are asleep. And then this if you got true. up this that early, 
No, yeah. No, I, I think it was Boba Fett. I think I actually did fall asleep. Or Loki. It might have been... No, it was Lo- Loki as well. I did for both of them. No, yeah. First three episodes. I'm like, guys, I don't want to spend three episodes while Obi-Wan finds himself again. I just want us to quickly get... In. I don't I don't care that he's riding a train well, to and work. I was worried in that second episode when they have kind of this weird battle, he and Darth Vader, and he doesn't have any force power hardly at all. I'm like, oh no, this is going to be a repeat. Are you talking about uh, episode three with the fire? Oh, that was episode three. Yeah, it was episode three with the fire and all of that. Yeah, at three was where I fell asleep. I fell asleep on three. So you missed, I, that was pretty intense when Vader comes out and he's like snapping everybody's necks left and right. I was just like, oh no, man, I, they jumped really. F- like- I, I was I was awake for that. I remember all of that. But I, I was a little worried in that moment of like, oh no, we're going to get an, a weak Obi-Wan. We're not going to see. And basically like, we oh, did. We basically we did got sad. We got sad Obi-Wan for three episodes and I, by the end of three, I kind of had a little bit of hope because we got more Vader, but I was I was like, are we ever going to get, uh, am I going to get enough? Because I, I le- I've left definitely a lot of series like Moon Knight. I didn't get nearly enough awesome kicking Moon Knight. We, it, when we, half the time we got Moon Knight or three-fourths of the time we got Moon Knight, it was like we got the other guy that doesn't really know what he's doing. Quick, quick and yeah, yeah. But so for me, this definitely turned around at the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. I liked the fourth episode quite a lot where you're in the fortress inquisitorious, um, the, the headquarters there. That was, that was a cool. That was a cool episode. I really, really liked that. And I feel like that was the moment where this started to turn around for me um, quite a lot. It was such a cool kind of different under what like the it, it's coming out of the ocean but you're still getting that green like tint water underneath everything and uh, i just love the energy of of that of that space um the 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 callbacks to previous films so uh film crush uh was uh talking a lot about or no screen rant i forget i forget ryan airy i love you you do the thirty thousand easter eggs in every film Screen crush. screen crush there we go screen i knew it'd come to me there we go screen whatever screen crush uh he talked about how um each one of these films mirrors the original oh i mean all this all the six films including the prequels and the um originals and how there's like competing so like even when when um he's kind of like misdirection using the force it mirrors what obi-wan did does in episode um four those are like mirror images of each other um some of the things that come up were uh, episode five and the people are stuck in the bunker just like they were stuck in the bunker in hoff there's a lot of callbacks between several several of these films um the fact that they're going to save leia saving leia again which we should talk more about like her but yes episode four when he like holds the water back and he's had the fight inside the that tunnel I'm like, okay, I finally have hope that we're going to see awesome Obi-Wan. Yeah, and you've definitely get this nice turnaround in five and then definitely in six where we just see, here we go. Here's the Obi-Wan that we've we wanted to see. Um, I don't know if you saw story uh, 
by uh, Andrew Stanton had a heavy role in five and six in the story, um, which was interesting. He keeps popping up in different things like Stranger Things and this. Um, I I, got to bring this up here. I think the biggest thing that I am disappointed in all of this, again, I'm going to kind of come back to some of the things that we said with Moon Knight. The the series is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wanted more Obi-Wan. I just wanted more Obi-Wan and nothing against the actress, but I thought Reva was just a really weird part. It wasn't a well-written character. It was just so one dimensional and I didn't want it. I just never found myself caring. And I know like they really tried to make it, like, oh, you know, you f- you're feeling what she's feeling and, and f- emotional flashbacks and everything. And I'm like, no, nope. I- I'm, I'm, I'm not. I came for Obi-Wan Kenobi and you're spending a good 25% on this new character none of us have really ever heard of and trying to make us care about her in six episodes. Can it? Give me, give me five <laughs> minutes. Give me just give me five minutes of Obi-Wan in the desert training with his lightsaber or something like that. Like, that's what I wanted. I, you know, I don't want this. Did you feel this? I, it just felt so forced. It felt so forced. It felt I'm forced. Going. I, I 100% agree with you. I episode one, I was like, she is not a good bad guy. She's supposed to be the bad guy in this film and she's not. And so then when, when we're in episode five and we get the turn, we'd always kind of like figured i think she's from that opening sequence like she's probably one of them so the turn of it oh this is all a long con to get darth vader i was like it actually clicked in my head it was like this actually it doesn't work but it it, it makes more sense because she's never been a good bad guy because she was never Never. a bad guy she was always trying to just get vengeance and justice on vader but she could never fully embrace being a bad guy. I, it it made more sense. It didn't necessarily help her me feel like great about her. And in the final episode, I'm like, what are you even doing? Why are you why are you going after Luke? You didn't there was no like explanation of like what the desire was. It's like, how is this gonna help you get Vader? Is it you're just coming? for Luke because Ob- it's Obi-Wan's in charge and and he and he's the reason that you're in here. And yeah. why was she going after Luke in that last episode other that, than she was just deranged? The whole sequence didn't make any sense. It was it was not even tense like it didn't make sense. You know what I mean? Like I think they were trying to build tension and just kind of build up the ending even bigger. Um, but it was so weird and bizarre that it, it lost it for me. It it dissipated some of the, uh, dissipated some of the tension that was built. Yeah. It definitely didn't make him make much sense at all. I didn't know why she was there. I didn't know what was driving her is like, well, if I can't kill Vader, at least I'll kill Obi-Wan. The one thing he's about, cause there's no way she can know that this is Vader's child. So, and we still like, well, she reads. Well, she knows that it's she knows it's to, Vader's child because she reads the the hologram but, message. But they didn't like say this is his the, children. His child. Yeah. They just said that the 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 boy the uh, the boy with Owen, like we with the boy with Owen. 
that you're supposed to be like taking care of. So I don't. It was forced. I know it, it wasn't. It wasn't. I wanted. Wasn't I wanted more Obi Wan, and I wanted more. Um, I wanted more Vader. I was pleasantly surprised. Like I liked the training sequence that they added with uh, Ewan and Hayden. You yep. know, flashing back. Could have made Hayden um, a little bit younger, but whatever. A uh, little bit, but um, it worked, you know, especially for a Disney Plus series. I think they knew that this didn't hit exactly what they wanted. That's why it, they released half the series right up front. Because you had the, fr- the first two episodes dropped on a Friday, and then the third uh, episode right. dropped on a Wednesday, and then we had the next It was three. a short time. But let's, I, yeah, yeah, but I, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. That final lightsaber battle between Vader and Obi Wan, and that line where they cut half of his mask oh, off, man. and you see his face coming through it all. That there we go, everybody. That is what I wanted in this series. The blue um, and the red, like yes. goes blue when he's good and red when he's given himself over. And that line, like, you never failed me. Oh, uh, like, and now now the Obi-Wan just like admit, okay, his friend has now completely is completely dead. Is he's gone now. Mm-hmm. And just his realization, it kind of sets up his more of his moody character in the rest of the um, original in New Hope. Yeah. yeah. And what he says to, you know, like I once knew your father and, you know, this yep. is the man who killed your father. All of those things. You, I'm sure you like every other person that I've talked to have watched this. Every single person said the line without when, when uh, Obi-Wan fall, like it's down in the pit and Vader's over top of him. Everybody I know has said the same thing that they, they, the line didn't happen, but everybody was like, I, I can imagine, we were expecting Vader to say, who has the high ground now? Exactly. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I actually said it out loud while yes. we were watching it. Yeah. 100%. I did too. I was like, who has the high ground now? Who has now? the high ground now? And I think they just knew, I bet you it was there, and they were just like, <laughs> everybody's going to say it in unison. Let's just cut it. Let's just leave that moment for everybody, all the fans, to say it. It was amazing. It was amazing. I I mean so the 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 lightsaber battle between the two of them in Revenge of the Sith still the best still the best it's yeah where does this rank is there anything that takes second place over this one there's been some good ones in the newer trilogy like I there the uh, some of the stuff when Rey and um Honestly, yes, a lot of the ones in the newer trilogy, because that's when the first time they really had actual color, like reflections on people. Like if you sure. look at some of the old ones, it's because all of it was in uh, in post. So you don't get the natural. But some of that stuff is like great. Like when Ray and him have their first fight, although she does learn how to fight with a lightsaber really quickly. Uh, but even in the last one, there was. But no, there isn't another. There isn't think- another fight sequence as good as um uh return of the sith i think why rise of the, yeah whatever revenge of the sith there we go i, I think knew it was our, our what <laughs> what is so good about you know their two battles the revenge of the sith and now this one in obi-wan kenobi is that it is not just a battle of lightsaber and skill which it is and it's amazing but it's also a battle of character 
Yep. You know, you see two very complex, well uh, played out characters, and there's this tension of the characters as well. And the lightsabers just happen to be the mechanism of which yep. the character. Maybe the I, I I'm reluctant to say that this is the Obi Wan gets second place. Probably for me, the second place one is the one from. Um, Return of the Jedi when Luke and Vader are fighting and for a very similar reason, right? It's not so much about the the skills and the amazing technology of the of the lightsaber because they're so much more restricted in that one, but it's the the tension of the characters and you feel this and that that one in particular, I just remember as a kid loving it so much just because of the the drama built yeah. through all of that. And I think that's why I liked this one so much is that they they did a really good job of giving us those beats, those breathers, and they would have a character moment. Yep. Um, you throw, know, oh, the rocks. I mean, the rocks. That you was know, you, incredible. You know, Obi-Wan pretty much loses and he has to find his strength again in the midst of all of that. And then he has this epic comeback where you're like, there we go. There's the Obi-Wan that we've been waiting for. Um, yeah, and, and that end, that final moment in that battle with Hayden Christensen, um, that was so good. That was so epic. So well done. Pivoting a little bit, we need to talk about Leia. Did not see Leia coming. In this, in this, because they had all like we had seen a little bit of Luke, like him looking through the binoculars um, at, at Luke, was not expecting a turn where we're actually getting little Leia. And were were you I, ex- were you excited about that? Were you like pleased with it? So my initial reaction was like, oh, cool, like I like this. Mm-hmm. This is fun. Yeah. Um, there was a few moments where the little girl just kind of annoyed me a bit. Yes. Um, and then it. She kind of warmed up to me because I'm like, yep. okay, well, this is Leia. She is kind of that feisty princess. So this makes sense where this is coming from. It's just not an annoying little kid. So I had that little bit of journey. Uh, but by the end, when she comes out, like her final moment with Obi-Wan there mm. when he lands, that was so cute and adorable. And just like, okay, yep, this was a great direction to take this, to give him this adventure with Leia. The worst part of the... I, I loved her by the end of it. I was like, yes, the, I want all the good things for you in this in this world. Yes. The the worst part of it, though, was the opening, the first episode when for two episodes, nobody can catch this little girl who's not even that athletic. It's not like she's like some little like really spry and jump over here. She's like just running like a normal speed and stuff and not going very quickly. And everybody acts like they've never had to ever stoop down and catch a little girl before or a little kid before. And they're like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, no, well, this, you're running all this around. Be- is this because you and I are pretty well skilled at it now? We are really skilled at it. No, it no, but it, it looks awkward. Like they're not does, even trying because it it's almost like yeah. it took, oh, I'm closer here there's than some, I thought. There's some Three Stooges moments, you know, it's where they're like stooges. falling over themselves comparison. to like catch them. I'm like, mm, this is weird. This is odd. Yeah, but I even Obi Wan, same issue in the in the in on the planet. He can't really figure it out either. I don't, I don't know why they had to. They 
it, I don't know if it was just bad editing or they literally had nothing to go off of. They should have, I don't know what they should have done, but this, it was bad. Like anytime someone trying to catch this little girl, they just were so inept at it. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the ending? The very final little moment there teased throughout. Yes. Well, this movie had so many little endings where I thought it was done. Then it wasn't. <laughs> and then it's like, Oh, now we get Leia's ending. And now yeah. we get, uh, we're like, did Peter Jackson come and direct yeah, exactly. this one? That's a great comp. That's a great comp for this. This is the, the sailing away at the end. And then this goodbye to Bilbo and then blah, blah, blah. Uh, and so then you get the hello there. We've all, we're waiting the entire thing for him to say hello. There. Hello there. He said hello, but he didn't say hello there. So he says that to Luke. That was great. And then I think I'm done. I'm done. I'm emotionally done with this film. I think yeah. it's going to hard cut to black. And then we get Qui-Gon finally. It, it, yeah. We had to get it. If we would have ended it without that, I've been like, well, then why didn't we never paid off the Qui-Gon? So that was cool. And it also kind of set up like, where are they going? What's going to be season two? Cross our fingers. What's do you it? think they'll do a season two? Every all 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 signs I've I've seen is that the cast wants to be a part of this. Ewan McGregor still wants to do this. I think they've ushered it into this. Can totally head off into him and Qui Gon can go have their own um, stuff. We have fully capable Obi Wan now, uh, so he can actually go spend a whole series being awesome like he was in the Clone Wars series, the animated series. Um, I've got high hopes, and I, I was I was glad they paid it off and didn't just like him try to communicate with them the entire series. And then all of a sudden, eh, just kidding. I'd be up for that. I'd be up for just give me a full on Obi-Wan series. Um, Maybe, you know, no, you know, it'd be awesome is if they went and fought, fought Darth Maul again. I don't think that that's part of any other piece of Canon or any other well, series, Dar but Darth, Darth Maul, Maul is does. back. Yeah. He's yep. in the clone wars. So that would make sense. I like that. Let's pitch that. We need to, we're going to call them right now and <laughs> tell them that they need to go do this. Uh, and I hope, I hope if they do a second season, uh, again, the Rava character, I understand what they're trying to do there. It just, no, that's, that's not what we're signing up for. This is a trip down nostalgia lane, right? It was like, like you said, you, can you move over a little bit so I can get back to Darth Vader and like, it should have been mostly Darth Vader versus Obi Wan. That should like the moment he comes on screen in 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 episode end of episode two and he really oh, he's alive. Then we should yeah. have had nobody else. We didn't need anybody Who, else. Whoever is the screenwriter behind Top Gun Maverick needs to give a lesson in Hollywood to everybody else. Like this is how you introduce how new you characters. That's how you do sequels. Introduce new characters without taking away from the main character that that why we're all coming back for this 100 percent. we got to call out uh, anytime there's a west wing character we have to call that out that we are contractually obligated to do that so we get jimmy schmitz here in the west wing love santos. it santos San um, team santos team santos um and then um the guy who plays the fake jedi Kumai, oh, am I, no, Anyanji, uh, Kamal, Na yeah, Na Nyanji. Did you like it? Did you like what he did with that? I was really, ex I liked it when he was playing the con, uh, the fake Jedi. Oh, but gotcha. then as soon as he turned into like a sincere guy, I was yeah, like, that this feels weird. This feels forced. 
I someone said they didn't it didn't feel like Star Wars. It felt like he was playing a bit. And I yeah. kind of felt that too, where I was like, this doesn't feel like um like what I would expect. Uh like somebody it was like he it was too too I'm having a hard time putting words to it, but it felt like he knew the joke was he was playing a joke and it was like I want you to like the awesome thing about Star Wars is people are bought into the world. Like they're right. fully embracing it. And this felt like I'm going to do a bit in a Star Wars film. I'm going to be a fake Jedi. And I wanted a little bit more like ser not serious seriousness in the right word because people are still funny in Star Wars, but they aren't self-aware. That's the word I was looking for. He was too self-aware that he was playing a bit right there. Uh, and you're right. I He didn't be, when 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 he resolved like oh i'm actually going to do the right thing basically ever since episode two he was kind of like you're here i guess I, i'm i was shocked that they kept bringing him back like i would have been fine if he was just this kind of almost like cameo moment as the fake jedi and then don't bring him back anymore but yep. there we are are we do we rate these i can't remember i, I always forget i don't i don't think we do mostly because we don't Put them in our panthe in not our, pantheon, but in our giant list of all the movies we're covering right now. Unless you feel really strongly compelled, I do to not rank this. I do not. Uh, my last word here is this. Uh, this was a classic example of uh, I got a little too excited, a little overexcited, and I don't think all of my expectations were met. It was still a really good series, and I was excited for it. I think I will go back and rewatch that final episode. Yes, um, I need to. That's what I, I want to go back and watch the. I want to fully appreciate. I wish I could make a super. I might do that, Eddie. I might make a super cut of this. We just cut out all the Riva and Luke stuff, and it's let's just watch the back and forth between. Luke I and I Vader. feel an episode of Edit with JB coming up. It's great. Well, I have revamped it. So if you want to learn how to do editing, I've revamped my YouTube channel. So I know because I subscribe to your YouTube. So you got YouTube my new video, channel, my, fir my first my first video yeah. back on back with, in the saddle with the crop right over the eye. It was yeah, so it was Borg like. It was great. It was great. Uh, so any final words? Any parting wishes you have for Obi Wan season one? Obi Wan Kenobi season give, one. Get get give me a, a second season. I. I, I'm ready for a second season. I that's yeah. what was great was some of these series they don't leave me wanting more. There's a, been a lot of them that haven't, or I've been like that was the perfect amount. Like uh, uh, the one we got in Winter Soldier, Christmas, the one we got in Christmas time. I oh, was Hawkeye? like Hawkeye was like yeah. that was the right amount. It's okay, good. I'm good. Yeah. I moved on. Stay there. No more Hawkeye. Other ones they spent Loki. They they wore out their welcome. It was like I'm yeah. not not into this anymore moon Knight, sad about the ending i wanted more and they didn't give me this felt yes it was good mm -hmm. it ended on a high note and i want more i'm not like moving on yeah so. book, book of boba fett i don't want any more mandalorian yes give me more oh I want some sorry more mandalorian. yes mandalorian that's an outlier i kind of put mandalorian because it was like the first thing that they came out with it is its own it, it feels it feels very much like its own thing which i love yeah. and Season three that's coming out in early next year, or is it end of this year? I forget no, the time. Early next year, it's going to be March of twenty three. Man, a long way. We got a lot. We got a lot of good stuff ahead. A lot of good Star Wars stuff ahead of us. 
Um, just seeing all the teasers of stuff that may or may not be happening. Who knows? Maybe we'll get some Kevin Feige going to do something. It's mostly know. rumors and speculation, but. I have low expectations for Kathleen Kennedy. No, this is not this is not a Kathleen Kennedy stan stan podcast. That is uh John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Now oh, them on the, the other hand. This is this is all love for them here. Just give on, them on the podcast. whole Lucasfilm organization just as a birthday present to all of us. Just give it to them. It's in the mail right now. And with that, your life has been forever changed by another episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast. And while you are there, please leave us a five-star, five-star review. And you know what? Go ahead and share it with your best friend. You can also check us out at honeywemade.com. You can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005. That's what we're normally doing, although we do take breaks here and there when there's great series uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, but next week's episode, we teased it last week, but had to take a little bit of a break and had to prepare ourselves emotionally from all the great stuff in Kenobi and fighting over Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, but next week's episode, we are going to review Disney's The Kid. Thank you for listening, and remember, may the Force be with you. 